0: Hello, and welcome back to Food Therapy. Today, Laura and I are so excited to just talk about intuitive eating. What actually is intuitive eating and what isn't intuitive eating? What I will tell you is Noom is not intuitive eating, despite what you read, what you see. And so we're really going to spend some time looking at the research of intuitive eating and how you can start to incorporate some of the principles into your own you know, daily life.
1: Yeah. I was literally telling Britt right before this that I had someone comment on my Instagram about how I think they went to like their endocrinologist or something. And they said that they were going to be trying intuitive eating and their doctor was like, oh, so you're going to do Noom? Like, no, just because you search intuitive eating on Google does not mean that Noom is intuitive eating. Noom was created by Two businessmen who clearly know how to market for things that people are thinking they want, but one hundred percent, it is not intuitive eating. Eating twelve hundred calories a day, counting your calories is not intuitive eating.
0: Yeah, it is. It is definitely not. It's the antithesis of intuitive eating. So let's discuss what is intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is so. The original concept was created by Evelyn Tribole and Elise Rush. And it is 10 principles, starting with like honoring your hunger, um, making peace with food. Actually, I have the book in front of me. Yeah. But it is honor your hunger, make peace with food, reject the diet mentality.
1: Challenge the food police to feel your fullness, discover the satisfaction factor, cope with your feelings without using food, respect your body, exercise, feel the difference and honor your health with gentle nutrition.
0: Yeah. And so it's important to mention like, you know, intuitive eating is not anti-health at all. In fact, it's actually looking at all aspects of health, including your emotional and mental health, which I think is so important. And so many diets just miss completely. So looking at intuitive eating, intuitive eating means, first of all, intuitive eating is a self-care eating framework, and it is a framework that allows you to build body trust. It allows you to have better body appreciation, better self-esteem, and it's also been shown to have like lower disordered eating, eating disorders, actually better glycemic control, better lipid profile. And so when you're looking at intuitive eating, like there actually are significant health benefits to it.
1: It's crazy too, because when we think of dieting, we think like, oh, well, we're going to lose weight and it's going to make us so healthy. And it's actually doing the opposite because there's something called weight cycling. So that's another thing that intuitive eating kind of... um addresses is that weight cycling isn't healthy. And a lot of times when you're on and off of diets and you're yo-yo dieting, it's causing metabolic damage. And when we think of metabolism, I think a lot of times we're like, Oh, metabolism is like just how many calories you burn, but your metabolic health is so much more than that. And if you're constantly weight cycling, your body gets very confused. And, um, I was actually reading a research study where they did a study on, um, there was two groups of people. They were all in larger bodies and one had a significant diet history, one group and the other group had no dieting history and independent of their body size. The people who had never dieted or had a much significant, like less frequency of dieting um, were significantly healthier.
0: Yes, um, and that is such a great point because if you think about it, those who are in larger bodies might be the ones who are also constantly chronically dieting yep. and trying to shrink their body size, especially when a doctor tells you to, and a doctor says you have to do X, y, and Z for your health, it puts a lot of pressure and creates an atmosphere of weight stigma, which you know Lauren and I have definitely discussed on this podcast. But what I want to mention is this idea of body trust. So what intuitive eating allows you to do is create more body connection and more body trust over time diets erode any sense of trust we have. So if we are listening to diets or we are looking at meal plans, or we are portioning our food out. What that does is it's disconnecting you from our body. So intuitive eating helps you to incorporate more body trust. And when we cultivate the sense of trust, it actually spills out into other areas of life. So that's why people who do intuitive eating or are intuitive eaters actually have better quality of life overall um, if you were to compare them to a group who are dieting.
1: Yeah. And I, I like to kind of have an analogy of with that body trust component, like say you're in a relationship and you're constantly having to look through their phone in order to validate that they're, you know, only seeing you or something. Right. It's the same way with like, that's not actually trusting them. Right. You're always having to look to something else to be like, okay, we're good. I can trust them, right? Same thing with body trust. If you're always having to look to a meal plan of like, this is how much I'm supposed to eat. Oh, it has to be a third cup. Oh, it has to be this, or I have to have this many calories or whatever it is. Again, you're looking to something outside of yourself to be like, oh, okay, we're good. We can trust our bodies because, well, it's not trusting your body at all, but we can trust that we're eating the right things because we're looking to something outside of ourselves when it's not actually coming from either the trust that's actually between you two in the relationship or the trust that you have with yourself, which is always really helpful for people to kind of understand, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, in a relationship, I don't want to have to rely on someone else telling me that I should should trust someone or seeing things that I don't wanna see, whatever it is. But I have the um, intuitive eating workbook in front of me. And I also just wanted to read their definition um, in the workbook. So this isn't the actual book. Uh, this is the workbook for intuitive eating, but still still by Elise and Evelyn. Uh, but intuitive eating is a dynamic mind-body integration of instinct, emotion, and rational thought. It's a personal process of honoring your health by paying attention to the messages of your body and meeting your physical and emotional needs. It is an inner journey of discovery that puts you front and center. You are the expert of your own body. After all, only you know your thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Only you know how hungry you are and what food or meal will satisfy you. No diet plan or guru could possibly ever know these things. And I like how they add in like thoughts, feelings, experiences, because first of all, there's so many other things, but on top of all of that, your hormones, the way that your body responds to activity. I might go for a walk and be ravenous after Brittany might go for a walk and like, be like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I just ate. I'm not super hungry. Right? right. Your body responds to activity differently. Like if you're using a calorie counting app, it's like, Oh, this is what the treadmill told me I burned. It has no idea how you actually need to recover from that workout, um, or whatever it is. So I really just like the way that they say it's a mind body integration because our health is so much more than just the physicality of like, okay, it's calories in calories out and eat vegetables and blah, 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 blah. blah.
0: Or even just like your labs, you yeah, know, yeah. or the numbers. Yeah. But something I, I think I'd say to every single client that I work with, I lead saying that you are the expert of your body. And I truly believe that every person we are working with is, in fact, the expert of their body because I don't know how hunger shows up in their body. I don't know which foods are going to satisfy them or satiate them. And so a lot of the work, you know, when I'm working with clients is to really build back that trust and allow themselves to trust them again. And the truth is we're all born intuitive eaters. But what happens is over time, we go on diets, we hear messaging from parents and friends, society, and we lose that trust. So as we mentioned earlier, diets erode that sense of self-trust. And so if you were going from diet to diet, of course, you're not going to feel that sense of trust. And so intuitive eating allows you to, or I should say, like encourages you to refine your in- inner intuitive eater that is still there. It's just hiding somewhere.
1: Yes. And I also want to point out that like kind of what we were saying before of like what intuitive eating is not mm-hmm. is a lot of people think that it's like this hunger and fullness diet and there's so much more to that, then like, oh, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. Right. And there's also a lot of expectation around that. Like I definitely have days where I eat past fullness or I should have packed a snack and I'm ravenous and you know, like you're a human. So it's not always the hunger and fullness diet. And there's so much that goes into that, you know, planned hunger, all all the different things, but it's not like they said, in the definition of intuitive eating, like it's so much more than just hunger and fullness, instinct, emotion, rational thought. So, um, and I like the idea of rational thought too, because it's like, if you're having an emotion of like, I'm really bored, I'm just going to eat okay, it's okay if you want to eat when you're bored, but what's the rational thought? Okay. Well, I know that every time I eat when I'm bored, I get really frustrated myself and I actually feel worse than I did before this all happened, or I eat to the point where I don't feel good or whatever. So I love that component of rational thought as well.
0: Yeah. And what I will say is intuitive eating is so nuanced. And so if you look at the hashtag intuitive eating on Instagram, you might find been dietitians and influencers eating donuts and cookies and saying like, I can eat this and stop when I'm full. And it makes the work feel or appear much easier than it actually is. Like this is, this is a process. And if you spend 25, 30 years eating a certain way, it's going to take a lot of time to undo those thoughts and negative thoughts and critical thoughts that you're having. So being open and compassionate with yourself and understanding that it is in fact a process going along with what Lauren was saying about, you know, what intuitive eating is not. Yes. It's definitely not a hunger fullness diet. It's also not an eat everything you want when you want, at all times of the day. Like there is a lot of thought that goes into it and what we're trying to do is marry which foods are satisfying and also which foods make you feel good. So sometimes you might eat something that you know won't make you feel good but you're really craving it and it sounds some it's something that you really want in that moment. Other times you might recognize, you know what? I this does sound good but I have a really long day of meetings and I know if I eat this I'm probably going to feel really tired. So let me eat something different that will, you know, satisfy my taste buds, but also make me to feel good and give me the energy that my body wants.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the rational thought component, right? It's like, okay, I have these feelings, these thoughts, these hunger cues or not hunger cues, where are my rational thoughts at? How can I, you know, act on those? And it's not to say you're never going to like have emotions or emotionally eat, but it's a combination of those you know, emotions and your rational thoughts, et cetera.
0: And I think the biggest difference between intuitive eating and not intuitive eating is really the self-compassion piece yes. and the non-judgment piece. So let's say you do find yourself eating out of emotions. You can recognize that, you can build awareness around it, And you also hopefully will not feel badly about it. You won't feel guilty about it. You won't feel ashamed. You will recognize, you know what? Maybe this is something that I needed to cope in this moment. And how smart is my body to have coping skills that I know works really well. And so building that awareness without the judgment. The last or the the next piece I want to talk about of what intuitive eating is not, is it's not a diet. And it's certainly not a diet to help you to lose weight. Yeah, I was. (laughs) We're going to say that next. (laughs) Three things can happen when you start eating intuitively. You can lose weight, you can gain weight, or you can maintain your weight. And if you go into it thinking this is going to help solve all of your issues with weight and it will help you to lose weight, it really does you a disservice because you can't truly intuitively eat if you are also trying to micromanage your intake and body at the same time. Yes,
1: I literally because I mean, at least me, oh wait, I didn't even tell you. I saw my psychiatrist today and I was like, what does one do to get diagnosed with ADHD?
0: <laughs> it was, Dad, I feel like the fact that you're even bringing this up. is know, like, in the
1: middle of a virgin podcast. Sorry, I knew that I was going to forget it. And the reason I said it is because I was like, I lose my train of thought all of the time. And I had to write down intuitive yeah. eating and wait, because that's what I wanted to bring up.
0: Then. And by the way, Spoken as someone who also has ADHD, oftentimes what happens is we interrupt people because you don't want to miss your train yes. of thought or you don't want to lose your train of thought. So writing it down is a great way to yeah. um help. Did you go through like all of that extensive test? Oh yes. Yep. And when I was in eighth grade.
1: Wow. It's intense well, that might be my next step. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, do I really need to go through that? Like, what am I, what like, am I gonna What eat? is it going to prove? Yeah, like, okay. So yeah, I think intuitive eating and weight is a big misconception. Even for me, when I was starting intuitive eating, I was still trying to manipulate intuitive eating to work for me in terms of like a weight loss tactic. And that is not it. And you will never officially be an intuitive eater if you use it that way. Uh, also what you were saying, like we are born intuitive eaters. I always say to like, there is down to when your parents or whoever took care of you literally said to you, finish your plate. That one sentence was messing with your intuitive eater cues. So even if you have never been on a diet or anything like that, you are still subject to the rules and just like the narrative that we've always had around food, right? You can't have dessert unless you eat your vegetables. You, you know, finish your dessert. You ask for your dessert. So you might as well finish. Like there's just always so much commentary around food and it's so crazy.
0: I mean, there's so much commentary and what ends up happening too, and I'm, I'm curious if this ever happened to you, but when I was younger and a parent or some family member said like, aren't you, are you done? Like you've had enough. Yeah. I would get angry and I'm like, how do you know what I need? And then I would eat until like extreme fullness to the point mm-hmm. where I actually had gotten, like sick, mm-hmm. um, from eating so much that I felt nauseous, but You know, there is this level of like inner rebel. So if you tell someone like, don't eat that, finish your plate, you shouldn't eat that. It will only make a child hide food or eat in privacy even more so and think that they're not connected to their bodies, that they cannot possibly trust their own bodies because apparently their parents know better than they do.
1: Totally. Yeah, that's a big, I mean, there's so many things throughout our lifetime that erode that self-trust, whether it's with food or just self-trust in general, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of second guessing. Is this the right choice, whether it's amongst food or not? Um, and I think er eroding that self-trust is, makes it much harder to become an intuitive eater. Um, so, and that's the other thing too. It's not just your parents commenting, but When you're in high school and everyone's like, oh, I shouldn't eat that or I shouldn't eat this. I mean, not even necessarily high school. I literally, I think I've talked about some on the podcast before, but how my mom found one of my journals and my biggest fear in third grade was getting fat. Yeah, it's in third grade. I don't remember remotely having any influence like that in third grade, but apparently I did. It's
0: really. It's sad. It's yeah. it's honestly really sad. And I I don't remember the statistic, but there was a really high statistic of even kids in preschool and pre-K wanting to be smaller, wanting to lose weight. And that is just a byproduct of our society and what is constantly being valued, which is thinness. It's crazy. Any other thoughts as it relates to intuitive eating? Again, like this topic is so nuanced. So this barely covers like any of it but what laura and i really wanted to do is to help you get a better understanding of what intuitive eating is outside of instagram and tiktok where there really is no level of nuance so to kind of reiterate intuitive eating is a self-care framework and it really allows you to reconnect to your body it is a weight neutral model so we're focusing on cultivating healthy relationship with food mind, and body, and really healing your body image. It is also, you know, haze aligned. So health at every size aligned. And truly, you know, with intuitive eating, it's to help you to create this interceptive awareness, which is our ability to perceive physical sensations that arise in the body. So for example, if I feel hungry and I ignore it, Over time, my body is not going to signal to me when I feel hungry and full, but this goes beyond hunger and fullness. It's also, if you have to go to the bathroom and then you ignore your bladder for five hours, you are not listening to your body. You're not responding to your body. And so we want to make sure that we are really listening to what our body is telling us, but that we're also responding to it. Because if you listen and you're like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and then you wait another seven hours, it's not going to really help, um, with you going to the bathroom. So that interceptive awareness piece is something that I know Evelyn and Elise talk about like all the time.
1: Yes. I love that component and the, to the bathroom point and also to like the point of, okay, so we have to breathe we have to drink water, we have to go to the bathroom and we have to eat. But eating is the only one that we tend to manipulate. And in all of those other instances, right? So if you have to go to the bathroom, if I have to pee really bad and I hold it in, How quickly does that pee come out when you actually do go to the bathroom, right? Same thing with food. The longer you hold off hungry, how quickly are you going to be eating? Because your body knows that's what it needs. Um, Same thing if you're holding your breath and then you take, you finally take a breath in, you're going to start
0: panting because your body knows that it needs to make up for what just happened. But Lauren, the difference is, and I I know that you mentioned this, but there is no emotion and morality attached to having to use the bathroom. Right or feeling tired, right. but there was so much emotion attached to food and hunger and fullness. And I think that is, you know, one of the biggest struggles with intuitive eating. I mean, when people start to eat intuitively is there is a lot of emotion attached. There is a lot of trauma that, you know, might have happened throughout someone's lifetime. And so we want to get a better understanding of what someone's relationship to food is really like and how they can start to move towards a place of peace.
1: Yes. And like you were mentioning, like everything down to, you know, someone saying, oh, are you done with that? Can be something that's triggering, whether that happened to you in the past and you were shamed for eating more. Or I also have had clients that um, they weren't necessarily shamed for their eating, but they came from a big family. And it was like, mom went to the grocery store today. Like you better go get all the food that you want from the fridge because yes. it's going to be gone because I have yeah. five other siblings,
0: you know? And that's that's definitely food scarcity too.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this like major trauma experience around food, but something as simple as just like, you know, we need to make sure that we have enough food because there's five other people in the family. Like that
0: can certainly impact your
1: relationship with food.
0: So the last thing that I want to mention is, okay, so- Maybe you've heard of something called mindful eating. How does intuitive eating and mindful eating, how are they similar? How are they dissimilar? So the first thing is they're not the same thing. And one of the biggest differences between mindful eating and intuitive eating is that intuitive eating Explicitly rejects the diet mentality and rejects diet culture, whereas mindful eating tends to get used a lot in weight loss and dieting tactics, like mindfully eat. So you have one bite or three bites of dessert and you enjoy every moment of it. And so oftentimes they might be interchangeable, but from a research perspective, they are quite different. The other piece that I wanted to mention too is you know, when it comes to mindful eating, like there are some incredible aspects to it and that we do use in intuitive eating. So focusing on the texture of food and the sensations of food and the smells of food and all of these different aspects of food so you can really, you know, cultivate that awareness and be really present at mealtime. But I did want to discuss that piece because I, I I happen to do think that mindful eating and intuitive eating happen to be interchangeable, but they aren't quite the same things.
1: Totally, yeah. It's kind of like intuitive eating is the umbrella, and mindful eating can be like a component of it. But in so, mindful eating is not intuitive eating, but intuitive eating could be mind, a component
0: of it. Could be mindful eating. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So there's so, definitely some overlap.
1: Yeah. And I remember when I was first starting and, you know, dealing with my own internalized beliefs around diet culture and food and weight loss and fat phobia, I did tend to use the word mindful eating a little bit more because I was like, oh, I don't want to commit to this intuitive eating thing. Like, I don't know. They say that you can be healthy at any size and, you know, a lot of this stuff, even in somebody who's, this is literally my profession didn't just happen overnight for me to be like, Oh, this is the way to go. And I have no fear. And this is, you know, the exact route that I'm going to take.
0: So agreed. And I actually, I talked about this on Instagram stories, but when I first heard of intuitive eating, I fully rejected it. I was like, but there I is- I remember we
1: literally got on a yes. call.
0: Yeah. I was like, there is no way that I could possibly honor my fullness and eat you know, eat certain foods that I would normally like deem as unhealthy, and also be able to meet my nutrient goals. All of these things. Like, I started to unfollow dietitians who preached intuitive eating. I'm like, this is a cult, mm-hmm. and I also don't want to gain weight. That was my honest opinion that in the beginning of this intuitive eating journey. And then over time, first of all, I recognize dieting legitimately does not work. I have tried every diet. I have stopped and I've started. Over and over again. And where that left me was frustrated, angry, and just like totally disconnected from my body. So, as someone who once rejected intuitive eating, if you are listening to this and you're like, I'm still not on board, we see you, we hear you, and we get it. Because Lauren and I have both been there and we've talked about it at length with each other. And it takes time to undo. All of these things that you've been told for decades at a time, but it really requires for you to be ready to get into this type of work. And it's definitely different, but it is completely worth it.
1: Yes. And it's so funny thinking back, like the first day that I met Brittany, I don't know if you guys know that she was literally my preceptor in my um, dietetic internship. (laughs) The first day of my internship portion with her and like corporate nutrition, essentially, we were talking about intuitive eating and how we were like, you know, what's your approach? And we were, we were teetering at that point. I remember specifically being like, oh, well, like, we're not about the scale, but like if your pants are a little tight, like we need to cut back kind of yeah. thing. Yep. And we were teetering. We we're like, I just like, I can't fully get behind the whole like eat whatever you want because we weren't fully understanding what it even meant.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then we educated ourselves a little bit more and here we are today. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I, I understood the Instagram version of intuitive eating. I didn't Mm -hmm. really understand intuitive eating and now we do and we're here. If you guys want support, if you want to understand how it works and to support, you know we're here to support you guys so feel free to reach out to Laura and I continue listening to food therapy podcast where we dive into all the topics associated with really healing your body and healing your relationship to food yes and rate review subscribe thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next.